This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, the invoicing tool that I use to make sure I collect all my money in an efficient manner. To claim your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is none other than Derek Roddenbeck. He is an artist and he's looking to increase his revenue. If you want your chance to enter and to win 100 bucks each Monday on the show, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Top Drop, you are listening to episode 283. Coming up bright and early tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Todd Tressider, who breaks down how he retired at 35 in a very weird way. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning this morning. I'm thrilled for you to meet our guest this morning. Her name is Kim Kaup, and she is the founder of ZinePack, a custom publication company that creates engaging fan packages for entertainers, brands, and celebrities. She graduated with a BA in marketing from the University of Florida and roots loyally for her gators. Now, most recently, she was named a woman of influence from the New York Business Journal and featured on ABC's Shark Tank, featuring or securing offers from four out of five sharks. Previously, she was named to Inc.'s 35 Under 35, advertising ages 40 Under 40, and Forbes' 30 Under 30. You can find her most times at Kim Kelp on Twitter. Kim, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Let's I, go. Did I mispronounce the name? Is it Zinepack or Zinepack? <laughs> It's Zine Pack, Zine Pack. Magazine. Yeah, so you were super close. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So I want to get into the Shark Tank story in a second. But first, you had a lot of success even before Shark Tank. And I bet people never ask you about that because they're so focused on the show. Tell me about life before the tank. Absolutely. Well, we found a lot of luck uh, when my co-founder and I started the company in 2011. We really found a niche to super serve these really rabid fan bases who love artists and specific bands and really wanted to interact and get to know them in a more personal way. And it's hard to believe that back in 2011, you know, there was no such thing as Instagram. There was no such thing as Snapchat. So we really were able to create a niche to help people feel close to the artists they love. Mm-hmm. So walk us through exactly like last, name the last customer you worked with and tell us what you sell and how you make money. Sure. So we have product that's out right now with two of my favorite artists, um, two great guys, Justin Bieber and Sean Mendez. Mm-hmm. So if you are out and seeing them on tour over the next couple months, uh, you can see pieces that we've done with them through their VIP. So if you, you know, upgrade and buy those extra expensive tickets that lets you meet the artist or sit in the front row, um, some of that exclusive merchandise that you get as a part of that package, we created. So it looks like for Sean Mendez, it's a, it's a very cool little world tour passport concept, 16 pages with a membership card, as well as photos and notes from Sean on the road. It looks like you're working directly with his, it looks like the client's 23-7 Global. Is that who's managing his tour? 
Um, they're managing all the VIP services for his tour. Yes. Got it. So you work directly with them. What do they pay you for this? Well, we work with them and management. It's kind of like a big smorgasbord that everybody <laughs> kind of has to get along. Um, you know, there are some cases where, and I'm sure, you know, your listeners can go through this too, where, you know, a, a company might really like it and they take it to management, the artist, and the artist is like, mm, I'm not really feeling it. So, you know, everybody has to sign off. But yeah, that's our direct client. Um, and with them, we work really like an agency. So very much like a wholesale system where we'll sell them, you know, the passport, let's say for $3.00. They'll in turn mark it up four or five, whatever the amount needs to be between them and the artist and sell it for, you know, $20 or 15 or whatever kind of they decide with the artist. And and so and what's typical like size of order for Sean Mendez? They would they order like 100,000 or how many? Sure. That really depends on what it's being used for. You know, we've done album launches, for example, with Katy Perry, and she's ordering north of 200,000 units of something. Um, So that can be a very large order. Or we've done as little as, you know, 500 units of something that the band is individually numbering and individually signing, and we're only going to create 500, and they're, you know, that's going to be it in terms of, like, it's never going to be printed again, and it's, you know, more of a collector's item. So the range is really kind of varied. But I would say on average, anywhere between 5,000 and and 20,000 units. Okay, 5,000 and 20,000 units. And obviously, it sounds like it sounds like depending on what's included in the in the kind of VIP pack, your price will will vary. What does it vary from typically? Is it like three to five dollars that you sell it to the, the client for or what? Yep, you hit the nail on the head. You have to come work for me. <laughs> All right. That's three, it. Quit that's awesome. <laughs> three to five. Three to five. Okay, and what does it typically cost you to make? We always try to shoot for anywhere from, you know, a 20, 25, 30%, 35% profit margin. But I have to be honest, I have girl crushes just like everybody else. And there have been some artists where if we can't get the numbers work to work, I'm just like, fine, you know, we'll do it for yeah. It's Taylor Swift and I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's always a little bit of that. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs kind of lose that um, spirit. But we, st- we, even after five years, we totally still have it. But, you know, if Paul McCartney calls, I'm going to make it You're in. You know, it's not necessarily about the dollar at the end of the day. It's, can I say, you know, to my mother that I worked with Paul McCartney? Yeah. That's cool. And just to be clear, that's gross margin of 30% that you're aiming for. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. So on a, let's say if a 5,000, you're selling uh, a $3 pack, uh, a pack of 5,000 to Katy Perry for exclusive launch, you're maybe paying a dollar to actually create them. So you're making profit to, or gross margin wise, $2 per, per uh, unit. Yeah. We always try. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't always, doesn't always work, work, but yeah. you know, we always shoot for that goal. Yep. 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 Okay, great. And, and walk us through, I always love, I love asking this question. I hope you remember the answer. Let's see in 2011, your starting year, what was total revenue? <laughs> Our total revenue on a cash basis was $600,000. Okay. Got it. And do you mind me asking, well, well, wh- give us a sense of where you were in life at this point. Were you leaving yeah. corporate coming out of college? What was the I was 25 years old. I had been in corporate for about a little over two and a half years. And Brittany and I started the business knowing absolutely nothing. And we would have been miles better if we had podcasts like this back in 2011. <laughs> but um, there, there really wasn't a lot of resources. And so at that point, it was pretty much a Googling game, you know, Googling how to start an LLC, Googling how to work QuickBooks. Um, it was a really kind of a, an interesting road. But a lot of that was just like pure hustle, you know, eating ramen noodles 
meals and macaroni and cheese and, and trying to make as much business as we could and also trying to be taken seriously as 25-year-old women who, who probably looked more like 21, well, 22, trying to pitch these 45-year-old men on, on an idea. That's funny. You have more, you have more patience than I do. I, 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 ugh, I just get so bored doing non-creative things. So trying to figure out QuickBooks for me, I just said not happening. I'm just going to use like something sexy instead, of like fresh books or just something easy. Cause I don't, when I'm, when I'm in a creative mindset, I'm so alive. I just, I have a hard time with admin stuff. It's so true. And that's why we've outsourced a lot of that. <laughs> and we've also learned, you know, and that's a great entrepreneurship lesson is like, know what you're good at and also know what you're not so good at. So, you know, if you're not so good at something, sure, you could learn how to use FreshBooks and it might take you two hours, but somebody who really likes it and is good at it might do it in 20 minutes. So exactly. and in what case, like what's a better use of your time? You know, sure, you can do anything you set your mind to, but is that really a good a good use and the answer is probably not yep okay so 2011 you said you did about 600,000 is that right yes uh okay and what about what was total revenue in 2015 2015 we did 2.8 I believe wow number okay yeah. and and shark the shark tank episode let's jump to that real quick when did that go live yeah, that aired in April of 2015. And we're actually, funny enough, you're talking to me today, our episode is re-airing uh, tonight on CNBC. So Ooh, very it's, cool. it's constantly re-airing, which is really fun. Now, so let me ask you, did, did you see a meaningful bump in sales the day it went? the episode went live? I, my, and I'm going to tell you my guess before you answer. My guess is that the answer is actually no. It was more about leverage for you to get in with the bands to say that you're on Shark Tank. Yes and no. For us, it was really about, okay, we've saturated the music space. A lot of people know us, which is great. We want to get into sports and we want to get into things like Comic-Con and kind of these things outside of the music industry, but that still have these really passionate fan bases. And so Shark Tank's really a show for B2C consumers. You know, it's people selling peanut butter or socks or, you know, that where they want you to log in and all of a sudden 10,000 people bought socks. But since we're really more of a B2B business, yeah. You know, the average user probably isn't going to hire us, uh, you know, because they're not necessarily working for a sports team or an artist or a festival. So our goal going in was like if we could get five to ten solid business leads from this qualified leads, you know, we'll it's consider that we'll consider that win. And, and I'm happy to report since the episode aired in April. Now we're coming up to, you know, a full year since it aired. We're working with the Boston Red Sox. We're working with the New York Mets. And all of those are clients that, that came from Shark Tank. And how helpful are the sharks in lining these deals up for you? Because I imagine they must be very busy. Well, we actually didn't go through with our deal. Uh, we did the deal on the show. And then in due diligence, we ended up not going through with the deal, but we still remain very friendly with everybody. But um, for us, it was really the exposure on the show. You know, you'll be surprised how many CMOs and CEOs watch. are sitting at home watching or their wife is watching or their son or daughter called them because they watched. Um, you know, you kind of don't realize it's one of those shows that maybe isn't a water cooler conversation, like a scandal or a Game of Thrones. But, you know, a lot of people are tuning in which is really surprising so kim tell us about this because a lot of people don't realize this about shark tank there's an element of like and this is why like shark tank versus the profit is always interesting right the profit he's at you know he's writing checks he's doing deals on the spot and we know they actually happen right. shark tank part of it is manufactured part of it like they actually go through but they have like that back doorway for the sharks to get out if they don't want what specifically first off what did you go into the shark tank asking for what what money and what equity Sure. Our ask on the show was $725,000 for 17.5% is what the deal ended up being 
going through for. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we originally went in asking for seven hundred and twenty-five thousand for fifteen percent, if I remember correctly. Okay, so seven twenty for seventeen point five percent. You do mm-hmm. you you know you walk. You're casting in LA. You walk in. You spend what an hour there actually filming. Yeah, you're there for a couple days, so it's not even just a one-day shoot. Uh, You're there for a couple days, and, you know, even when you shoot, you're not guaranteed to be on because they shoot more episodes than they necessarily need or that ABC, you know, the network who's buying the show is willing to buy. Got it. And so you film it. You leave the stage. When do they start due diligence? You start due diligence a couple weeks afterwards, and that's really when you're getting into the nitty gritty of, you know, for us, a lot of people on the show, you know, might it might be their first deal and, you know, they've only had their company for a year or six months and they're saying, great, you know, you're going to give me $40,000 for 20%. That sounds awesome. For us, you know, we have been a company for four years at that point, having, you know, some pretty A-list clients. So for us, it was a little more nitty gritty about, you know, what are the dilution rates and what are the equity splits like? like and what are the board seats so i think we were a little more complicated than probably the majority of people on the show who maybe have only been in business for a handful of years so when you're going in that due diligence period and arguing about things like cap table splits and board seats and control related things if if each side's really want to actually do the deal outside of just the value of getting your brand on tv i imagine there's a way to get there did you ultimately kind of draw some hard lines intentionally because you really did not want to give up that part of the company even after though you already lined up the TV coverage. Yeah, for us, it was super important to, you know, not to sound totally hippy dippy, but to kind of stay true <laughs> to yourself, you know, and you, you kind of have to do that at, at some point or another. And I trust me, I have entrepreneur friends who are kind of like, whatever, I'll sell my soul to the devil if it means doing a deal. And for us, it was like, you know, we want to we want to retain, you know, a majority stake in the business. And we want to be able to control who we hire and who we fire and who comes on our board and who doesn't. So are you, you a know, three person or a five person board? There, uh, there's three of us. Three of you, yeah. and, and I imagine you, but you, both of you are on it. And who's the third? Uh, a creative director is the other the third. Okay, person not not an investor or anything. No, no, no. We haven't taken investment up until this point. So, okay. um, we're still we're still owning all the equity ourselves. That's great. And so, and you haven't taken any investment, right? No. Even, okay, great. Mm-hmm. And so, what? Um, uh, three. Okay, so three board seats. Uh, that's how you're doing it. What do the sharks want? Do they want five, and they want to put two of them on, or something? Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, a lot of the stuff, too, is we always looked at it as this is really, you know, for us, a partnership. And we really approached as, you know, what are you going to do for us? You know, not necessarily what are we going to do for you? And, you know, yes, the money is great, but we really wanted this to be a partnership. We wanted people who are going to roll up their sleeves and kind of dig in with us. Did they get offended? no, and I think it's it's really understandable. You know, when we started to really talk to them, I mean, again, things you don't realize watching the show, these are people that, you know, they're filming for about, they film twice a year, and on average, they're, they're in Burbank filming for three weeks. And then after that, they're on speaking tours. They're doing book deals. They're doing, um, you know, tons of stuff with their own companies or companies that they're partnering with. So, you know, their time is very limited. So they might say, well, you know, I don't have any time for you but these people on my marketing team will totally talk to you and you know for us it was kind of like we kind of want to get in bed with the person not necessarily get in bed with the person's 
right-hand person who works for their marketing team, not in the same city. You know, it's kind of just a different, a different feel. Yep. 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 That's really interesting. Um, so ultimately that deal, uh, didn't work out. Let me, so let me ask you something we have, you know, I am looking, you know, the podcast is doing very well. A lot of people are telling me, Nathan, you shouldn't do the show. You're in like a, a Southwest Virginia where there's no media businesses at all. What you're crazy to do it. And it's been crazy, Kim. So over a million listens that were doing really well with seven or eight months in, you know, me- I know, I know it's crazy. Many, many people are telling me, Nathan, we haven't seen a show grow like this before. So I'm now trying to figure out how can I give listeners something physical, something tangible, yeah. but I don't have the systems or the team in place to put together, you know, 10,000, you know, custom things for every listener to then mail out separately. But I want something super custom. Could we work together? And actually, I would love to actually do a deal with you where we maybe do 500 or 1500 things and we create something special for the top listeners. I love that. That sounds amazing. What, what brainstorm with me real quick. What, what could we do? So remember, our listeners are, you know, students wanting to drop out and start a business, people that want to get out of corporate to launch their own company, SaaS entrepreneurs trying to increase their valuation or bloggers and influencers looking to use their list to re- build a real business. I almost see what could be really cool and, and something that I know a lot of my entrepreneur friends look at and use is kind of kind of like a forecasting or like a planner. Some really cool spiral bound thing that's saying, what are your goals and Q1, Q2, Q3, where do you want to be? And that can really fluctuate. If you're a SaaS product, you're going to be filling it in very differently than someone saying, hey, you know, my goal is that by June of 2016, I'm not in this corporate job anymore. Mm-hmm. Or that by August of 2016, I have launched my personal website or secured my GoDaddy domain for, you know, first name, last name.com. Yep. You know, I think sometimes creating that structure, I think people and your listeners probably have amazing ideas and ideas of how you know they want to get to these goals or even the ultimate goals but kind of organizing how to get there can be monstrous interesting and breaking that down into whether it's by months or by quarters or by specific goals I think can make a, a really lofty task of oh my god I'm going to quit my corporate job and all of a sudden start a top podcast be a little less scary if you're looking at it in kind of small steps as opposed to one giant leap that's really interesting. Yeah, I would love to even think about things like, you know, packaging up at like my 2014 tax returns personally. So people can see as an entrepreneur when I grew my business and sold it, like what I made. I'd love to like actually put exclusive data or something with like a handwritten note from me or something in like a... I don't know what it is. Maybe we do this. I'm doing a big event in Austin. We'll have about 500, maybe up to 1,000 people uh, down here in Austin uh, at NathanLacker.com forward slash event uh, is the link. I wonder if maybe we partner to do something and actually hand deliver it then. I love that. I think that could be really cool because I think people will probably want to you to you know sit down with them and maybe even answer some specific questions like okay after looking up this stuff Nathan I really have a question about X you know how do how do I emulate that I think that could be really interesting. Awesome. Well, Top Top, you'll have to come to the event to see if we do the deal with Zine back. It'll be a lot of fun. I think we will. But Kim, if people want to connect with you personally online so they can follow your success, where can they do that? They can find me on Twitter, just at KimKelp.com. They can go to ZinePack.com. And I'm on, you know, Instagram posting pictures of my food like everybody else. So, <laughs> <Awesome>. you know. <laughs> 
Okay, so so many of you have been asking me, you're an agency and you bill for your time or you have, you're have you a coach and you sell your hours to coaching clients. Well, stop fooling around with Word documents and templates or Excel files to try and send your invoicing. Okay, I just did it. I use this thing called FreshBooks. It's a tool. It takes me about 34 seconds to create and send an invoice. And here's why I love it. If you're a coach or an agency, you know how you always spend time begging and pestering your clients to pay? Well, Fresh books makes and becomes the bad guy for you. They'll send late payment reminders, which means you don't have to chase people down and strain the relationship. So I love that. Additionally, when you create the invoice in the upper left, you can put your own brand logo and things in there so you can stay on brand and professional. So here's the deal. You know, the show is all about numbers. And the most important thing listening for everybody is that FreshBooks is simple, even if you're not a numbers person. Well, you know, actually, especially if you're not a numbers person, person. Don't you dare come on my show and expect me not to ask you numbers questions. You guys know that I do. I go for the jugular and you now can use FreshBooks to keep your numbers organized. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the how did you hear about us section. Again, to get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks right now and enter the top in the how did you hear about us section. No credit card required. Okay, top tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay. Again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Well, Top Tribe will link to Kim's stuff in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 283. Again, forward slash the top 283. All right, Kim, my heart is beating. It's time for my favorite part of the show. Do you know what time it is? It's the famous five. It is the famous five. (laughs) All right. Number one, Kim, what's your favorite business book? Uh, My favorite business book is Rework by Jason Fried. And if you're in a corporate job, you should totally read it. It's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Yeah, there's this amazing executive director named Jim O'Shea here in New York. He has a, a company called Project Reconnect, Reconnect that they do in Brooklyn, where he started three businesses in one year that inspires growth and entrepreneurship to disconnected youth. I mean, doing oh, wow. good and doing well all at once. It's amazing. Very cool. I love that. Okay, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? I'm totally crushing on PipeDrive right now. It's a really full sales funnel. And not only can it work for sales, you can bump it straight into your creative and even invoicing. I love that. Okay, uh, next question. Uh, Kim, tell us about your situation real quick. Are you married, single? Do you have kids? I'm single with no kids. Okay, great. So here's the question. As you're building this empire, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? I am. I kind of feel like entrepreneurship. You're an Olympic athlete. You've got to eat well and sleep well so that you can conquer the world. Amen. I love that approach. And then last question, Kim, take us back. I don't even I'm, I don't even know if you're over 20. I'm sure I, I, I don't know. But take us back to your 20 year old self. What do you wish that she knew? 
Uh, I wish my 20-year-old self would, you know, eat more Chipotle <laughs> and dance more and just enjoy it because it's not only all going to be okay, but your metabolism slows down. So you like, <laughs> eat a lot more cookies. <laughs> I love that. Well, Top Tribe, there you have it. Right from Kim. Launched Zine Pack in 2011, did 600 grand in sales. In 2015, did 2.8 million in sales. Their Shark Tank episode aired. They work with big brands like Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, and many other folks that you would know have super healthy unit economics and they turn down the sharks. Kim, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. If you guys enjoyed Kim today, go back and listen to Subu Rama yesterday. I was shocked that he didn't accept my live $10 million to acquire his entire company after raising just a million dollars this year. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.